everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 43. It's now been 13 weeks, six days, since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive eating rather than heading for the chips. And today when we come back from listening to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go, the beautiful song by Josh Woodward that is so meaningful to me, we're going to have a really big thank you to brave companions, Cheryl and Sue, who really stepped up to the plate while I was away celebrating my anniversary. Also a welcome to new listener, Heather, and a great big bravery report for longtime listener, Michelle, the one who is so kind as to give us detailed comments about her therapy. And after our round of heartfelt thank you and welcomes, my topic for today is letting go of the roller coaster of all or nothing thinking. Pretty pertinent since Mark and I went to Disneyland and California Adventure to celebrate our 20 years of marriage. And we went on the roller coaster. So after we listen to Josh and we think about what shall we let go, onward with our show. But I'm letting go. hello to any new listeners that are just stepping in to day 43 for the first time. Now that might seem kind of strange to the longtime listeners and brave companions, but a lot of people when they're finding a podcast for the first time will either go listen to the very first episode to see what the person's about, because many of us podcasters will give a little intro in episode one, and then head on up to the very latest episode to see if they still like it or they'll pick the first one, the, the latest one, to see what the podcast is all about. So if you didn't listen to episode one already and you haven't been listening along this whole darn time, my name is Lori Weaver and I sit on the top of the mountain after hiking or I walk around my neighborhood park or I walk around my neighborhood botanical garden. Basically, I walk and I think my thoughts and I sit down and I talk to you. So that means Sometimes you hear some noises. Today I'm at my next to top Zen place on my hiking trail. It's slightly windy, so you might hear some wind. You definitely sometimes will hear some birds. And to my per perfectionistic amazement and displeasure, <laughs> in the middle of my thought, some helicopter or plane sometimes comes overhead also. I don't do a lot of editing with this show. One, because I like it to be as I was thinking and speaking, even my screw-ups and all, because that is my own therapy to help me to let go of my perfectionistic nature. Longtime Brave Companions will let you know that I freely admit that I am queen of the perfectionist and that many of us who suffer with compulsive overeating or binge eating or any other kind of eating issue tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist. So I like to start every one of my shows by listening to just a snippet of Josh Woodward's song, Letting Go, because I use that time to think, Lori, what do I need to let go of today in order to have a more happy, integrated life, less dependent on food, 
fear of food and thinking about food. Seems kind of counterintuitive, doesn't it? This is a show all about compulsive overeating. It's my diary about compulsive overeating. But really, this is the diary of my freedom for how I'm trying to work through my issues and to have a life where I do not fear food, where I enjoy food, and I make better connections with people because that has been kind of my Achilles heel in life for various reasons. I've had a tough time letting myself be real enough with people so that people can be intimate with me. I mean, emotionally intimate with me to find out, am I really a person they would like to hang with? Because I'm so busy putting on the mask of perfection or busyness or you know, being helpful or funny or all of the other positive attributes. And I have such a fear over letting people hear my bad attributes the part of this podcast for me was to keep an accurate record of how was I feeling, how was I doing, and sometimes I screw up with my grammar, sometimes I don't like how my voice sounds on a given day, but all of that that you listen to primarily is what you get. I do do a little bit of editing just to kind of hang the show together, and if I start coughing or sneezing or something like this, I don't really want that to go into your headphones, but for the most part, what you hear is what you get. And this is really a long explanation that must have been going somewhere. So let me pause for a moment and re-listen to see if I can get my train of thought back on track. Okay, I just re-listened to that former, that prior segment, and I do know where I was going. What I want to let go of today is my critical judgment of myself and others and what's happening to me in a given moment or day. And this is very pertinent to the anniversary trip that Mark and I took down to Disneyland and California Adventure because this was our big 20th 2-0 wedding anniversary. And we both of us kind of had positive expectations for each other and for our trip. We discussed what we were going to do, and we discussed our budget, and we discussed what would be pleasurable. And when we were first married, we used to go to Disneyland a lot because I'm a real big Disney fan because it's so cheerful. And I used to suffer and still do from time to time with bouts of depression. And Disneyland, the music, the crowds, the energy, the little kids having fun, the Dumbo rides, all of that happiest place on earth really was true for me. For me, Disneyland was an escape from my thoughts, a chance to feel alive. Just, it was wonderful feelings to me. So I like to go there as much as possible. And before I met Mark, I had a year-long pass to Disneyland every year, my own self, because I would often drive there and go to Disneyland, even for an hour or two. So of course, when I met the wonderful Mark, I wanted him to share in my joy and do this too. But Mark has terrible, terrible claustrophobia, which has only gotten worse as he's gotten older. But because he was happy and in love with me when we first met, and he didn't want to appear not good, just like I don't want to appear not good to you, he never shared this about himself. So a lot of the times when Mark would struggle or object or not want to go to Disneyland, or when he finally convinced me to give up our passes to Disneyland, 
a lot of me was very resentful because I didn't understand where he was coming from. And I took this as a rejection of me and a rejection of what I like. So after shout outs, I want to go back over this, this critical expectations and how it impacted our trip this time, both for the good and for the bad. But I'll give you a preview. Overall, it was fabulous. So, so no worries, no bad news there. But first, I want to get right away into our shout outs. Now, when last we left in episode 42, I let you guys know that I was going to be away for some days and spent about five or six days since I was able to record because of my anniversary trip. And I asked you guys, could you all just sort of encourage each other? Because I have been kind of the center of both email encouragement and commenting encouragement. And I kind of worried a little bit about that. I didn't want any brand new brave companion to feel like they stepped up and were heard and they saw all of my comments and, and I wasn't there. Well, Sue and Cheryl are on our Spark People team for Compulsive Overeating Diary. And we got a new team member over there named Christina. And both Sue and Cheryl stepped up on Spark People to welcome Christina. So, hi, Christina. Here's a shout out for you. So we're up to 11 team members now. So if you would like to come to Spark People, either because you are counting calories or a lot of us don't count calories there, but we do support each other in the forums and the threads. And we have little like team goals, like this month's team goal is to speak positively to yourself once a day, that type of thing. So if you're interested in that, the link is on the show notes for day 43. But thank you, Sue and Cheryl. And it didn't stop there with them. On day 42, that was sort of a deep episode about communication and putting expectations on other people. Perfect lead-in for what I'm going to talk about today. But they were having a great conversation back and forth on day 42. And when they were done having their own discussion, Sue finally posted the following. Wow, so much to think about in these last two podcasts. It seems like many comments made by Lori and others in their responses are acting like mirrors for me. So much to think about and process. I hope that Lori has a wonderful time away and that we, the brave companions, are able to continue to support each other through whichever channel we use. Let's step up to the challenge, folks, and keep the good work going. I'm sure that interaction without Lori having to be the center of it would bless her and encourage her that what she is doing to bless us is worthwhile and making a difference. And soon after that post, brand new listener and brave companion Heather posted on day 42 as well. Lori, I couldn't find a general comment box, so I thought I would drop this here. I discovered your podcast on the radio last night, and I'm currently listening to day five. So somewhat behind, but I am riveted. I feel as though you have looked into my soul, and I find myself smiling and nodding along regularly. I began to eat clean this past Monday. I went to do my grocery shopping earlier today, and I listened to day three before I entered the shop. With your words ringing in my ears, I sailed by all temptation and stuck to my list. I only bought nourishing things. I'm 22 this year, and I feel I really need to nip my weight gain in the bud. It's beginning to have a detrimental effect upon my health and general happiness. I don't want to keep climbing the mountain only to slide back down again. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story, your thoughts, and feelings. Your honesty and bravery is extremely heartening and inspiring to me. I reckon this is the start of big things for me. I cannot thank you enough. From your new listener all the way in County Tipperary, Ireland. 
wow, Heather, this is so exciting to me that you found me all the way from Ireland. Now, my father came from, his family came from Germany, Norway, and Sweden. And because my father loved genealogy so much, I know a very great deal about my dad's side of the family. But the only thing that my mother knows about her family is that we came from Ireland. And that's a place I've never been to yet. I would love to visit it. But until then, just to hear from you really makes me feel like part of me is, has gone home. So I want to thank you, Heather, for listening. And I love your way with words. Definitely, you have a great writing talent. So I was tickled to get your comment. And when I first saw it, I was sad, like, oh, no, I wasn't here to welcome Heather. But you know what? No worries, because what happened next, I'll tell you. Cheryl welcomed Heather. She says, that's totally awesome that you're all fired up now, Heather. You have a lot of us climbing up the mountain with you. So be sure to shout out if you need a shove along the way. We'd be glad to have you shove right back and welcome, by the way. And Heather, Cheryl has a blog of her own called Wellsprings and Dragonfly Wings, and she also has the good gift of writing. And right after Cheryl comes Sue. Lovely to have you drop by, Heather. We feel the same way, and there are many times what Lori says and others comment on here that makes me feel, oh, that's just how I am too. Don't worry about posting the comment box for the episode that you have been listening to. Many like to start the podcast from day one. Lori would normally respond very quickly, but she is away at the moment. Hopefully some others of us will spot a new post in another section from the posting feed. I'm from this side of the pond too. Good for you to have the determination to sort things out now. Bravo. We are here to help encourage you on your journey. Oh, and before I forget, there is a link on each day that refers to more stories. This gives you other ways to network with Lori and others. Sue, that's fantastic. Sue is from the UK, Heather, so you have some close-on neighbors there. Isn't that neat how from all over the world people can step up, support each other, and share their truths, their intimacy, and have a good time even. We're not all like gloom and, and doom and gloom and jump into the chip bag or the crisp bag or the biscuits or the cookies. <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun as well. So thank you guys for stepping up. And for those who might be wondering why I call you all brave companions, that's because anyone dealing with this issue is brave. And because we share so much in common and support each other, we're companions all the way. Now, before we move on to the topic, today's bravery report. Ding, 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 ding. Michelle, longtime listener Michelle, brave therapy sharing Michelle, called the bravery hotline. My heart went all a flutter. I couldn't believe it. I saw that phone number pop up into my email box because that's what happens. If you call the Bravery Hotline, that voicemail is sent to me via my email. And I almost never see it. Every once in a while I do, but usually it is from somebody who is talking to me and saying, don't use this at all. <laughs> don't tell my story. Don't tell anything about me. And that's okay too, brave companions. The few times I get it, every once in a while, someone has given me permission to use it or use their story at least. But mostly if I see that, it's somebody saying, I'm talking to you, Lori, but don't tell my name. Don't tell my story and don't use this voice at all. 
<laughs> but I'm always excited to hear from you. And it's exciting for me to hear your physical voice. So regardless what the content of the message is, I was happy to see this. And I was blown down when I found out it was from my brave companion, Michelle, who has been so generous about sharing her therapy experience and has been so brave already. But as I listened to it, I thought, I can't tell if this is something that Michelle is just telling me her thoughts, like a private conversation, or is this something that she means for me to share on the show? I'm not quite sure. So let me send her an email to find out. Now, luckily, because she identified herself as which Michelle, I knew which email address to use to try to find out if it was okay to use her voice. And so she says to me, Hi, Lori, thank you for the email. I was in such a rush to end the call that I forgot to say whether it was okay to use my voice or not. At first, I thought, no. And I'm thinking, this is, I'm thinking, well, okay, par for the course. That's kind of what I thought. But then Michelle goes on. But then I thought, what the hell? I have stepped out of my comfort zone already. I may as well do it again because I have to get used to it. So yes, you can use what you like. I am a very busy person, but I think as part of my own journey, I need to support others when I can. So thank you, Michelle. So a couple of things that she was talking about. One, she felt and sensed in episode 41, where I was walking around the park on exactly week 13 and kind of reviewing my progress with the podcast. She felt that maybe I might be disappointed that more of you weren't stepping up to comment on the website. Like I used to rant about this all the time, Brave Companions. Why aren't you commenting? Why aren't you calling? I'll do anything if you'll just call. Or I'll do anything if you'll comment. And I have to say, when I heard this from Michelle, I felt a little twinge of badness about myself again. Like, oh no, I'm being pathetic. That wasn't my intention. But you know, on review, I think that she's accurate in her assessment. I think sometimes I am so interested in what you have to say that when I don't hear it or see comments, it isn't just like my external validation thing anymore, but it's I don't get to know the story. There are many of you brave companions who used to write me at the start of the show when I began this podcast and then you kind of disappeared. But I don't believe that you are maybe all the way gone. You may be, or you might just be listening and not commenting. And I wonder what happened. It's like if all of a sudden I stopped this podcast and you never knew. Did Lori ever get over her perfectionist streak? Did the, the aliens come down? Did she defeat them? Did she ever get down to her first goal of 191? Did she ever come out okay? See, for you guys, if you skip an episode or several episodes, well, you, could, you can just go ahead and, and listen to how I do. But the only way that I know how the brave companions who have, li who have reached out to me in the past are doing is if they use Facebook or Spark People or come to CompulsiveOverreadingDiary.com or leave me a message on the Bravery Hotline or reach back out to me. And for many of you, I care about you and I wonder what happened and I don't know. So I think actually it was a little bit more about that 
my feeling of sadness and thinking about all of the brave companions who I've had the privilege of emailing or commenting to or having chats back and forth on Facebook. And when you disappear, a little piece of me cries because I just don't know what happened. You know, part of it's the perfectionistic thing too. Of course I want everyone in the world to love compulsive overeating diary. Well, at least if they have that issue, right? I don't expect non-issue people to think it's fantastic. But in any case, Michelle felt that I could use some encouragement around this. And so part of her message is about that and why some people might be too busy to, to comment. And also she wanted to share that she really is enjoying the book that Kendra recommended for us to read, uh, Eating in the Light of the Moon. And so I think both of these points are well, with her, well worth hearing. So I am going to edit her down a little bit because she didn't like write a script for herself and she didn't intend for this to be on the air. But I do just want you to one, see how brave she is being to let me air her voice. And two, I think her comments are worth hearing for me again. Uh, hi, Laurie. This is Michelle. Um, Long time listener, Michelle, calling the Bravery Hotline. I'm really nervous right now, so um, I just wanted to leave a comment on your episode 41. Um, and just congratulate you on your weight loss. I think you're doing great, and it's awesome that you're that you're talking through it and and staying staying on track and and doing well. And also to um, congratulate you, you know, with your anniversary. And I hope you have a great holiday. I'm not I'm not a gifted speaker, and I'm not a gifted writer. So I'm I just have a few points written down that I wanted to comment on and. And then I'll just leave it at that. So, oh, I just want to say that I like your I like your website. And when I was listening to uh, episode 41, I thought I detected a little bit of disappointment again in, in the the comments that you maybe not be getting, or people calling on the bravery hotline. And I just like to say that I think you have a lot to offer, and I think people will find you um, because of that. And you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I think it it, it takes time to build up a clientele and. And I think it'll come. It's just it just takes time. So keep at it, and you know you're doing great. Also, I wanted to say that uh, I started reading Eating by the Light of the Moon. Um, I think it's a great book. I'm headed off to therapy again tomorrow, so it actually has um, given me some thought to what I, I will talk about with my therapist about the feelings that lead me to to overeat and. Uh, I just think it's really great, and many of the paragraphs I read brought tears to my eyes and just brought a lot of old feelings back, and uh, so, but I really like the stories, and I think it's a great book, and um, I guess that's it. I just wanted to, again, say, you know, you're doing great, and happy anniversary, and I'll I'll post again soon after I, I just am really quite busy. I'm a single mom with uh, work, a couple of jobs. And so I just get little snippets of time to, to sit down at the computer or, or do, you know, make the call like I did tonight. So it's not that I'm not listening or I don't care. I'm out here. I'm just, time is limited. So, so thank you, Lori. And, you know, have a great holiday. Bye.
Thank you, Michelle. That was so awesome. I applaud your bravery. And I hope that you have just an extra spring in your step today to see that you overcame a fear and it didn't destroy you, right? It could be a little bit embarrassing. It's certainly disconcerting to hear your own voice. And I know that that's a frightening fear. Like I'd shared earlier on, I'm not always happy with my voice on this show, but I totally respect that you called and you let us hear you and get to know you a little bit better. And in fact, if you would like to know Michelle even more so, she also went to our Who Are the Brave Companions page and posted a little bit about herself, where she lives, what she likes. So if you would like to know Michelle even more in depth, go to that page and see what she has to say. And you, brave companions, maybe your bravery action might be to go to that page and just post hello or tell a little bit about yourself. Now, on to our topic about letting go about the roller coaster or of all or nothing thinking. Now, I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone in being an all or nothing, black and white, things are wonderful, things are crap kind of a thinker. Now, Mark and I went down to our anniversary to spend some time at the Grand Californian, which is a high-end hotel right there in between California Adventure and Disneyland. And one reason we enjoy it is because it's very convenient if we get tired in the park or we want to have a break because part of Mark's claustrophobia is crowds can make him feel very anxious and closed in and we can retire to our room for a bit and have some privacy among all of this crowd. So we've always had a good time there. And because we've been to California Adventure and Disneyland so many times in our, our married career, we don't really have to go on any particular ride or do any particular thing or see any particular show because for the most part, we have done that. We've seen it. When Mark retired, his company gave us the opportunity to go to Club 33, which is a private restaurant there above the Blue Bayou restaurant and it's a really cool place and that was a neat thing and we got some special mouse ears from Club 33 on that occasion and Mark and I have been in parades at Disneyland picked out from the crowd. We have matching Winnie the Pooh shirts that we did when we were young and crazy and like to look goo goo eyes at each other. We have all kinds of memories about Disneyland and California Adventure. So our primary reason to go there was to kind of go down that memory lane. And one of the things that we had planned to do was to go eat at the Blue Bayou, which is a restaurant that's at the start of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So you go in the building and it appears that you are outside on a terrace with lanterns overhead. And the water is actually the boats where the passengers that are heading out for Pirates of the Caribbean pass by in a in a bayou type setting. They have lights like fireflies going. There's an old guy on a porch in the swamp across the way who's rocking and they kind of play sort of picking and guitar type music. So you feel like you really are down on this fine restaurant overlooking the swampland and you watch the boats go by. And that was something that Mark and I used to do. And you know, to get a table by that water where the rides are going by and you have the best view of the guy picking the guitar and all this type of stuff, you used to have to wait for a really long time. 
to one, you couldn't even get a reservation at Blue Bayou. You just had to run there as fast as you could when the park opened and try to put your name in. And then once you got a reservation, you would go wait in line for as long as it took for one of those good tables to open up. But we had done that many times and we're looking forward to replicating this experience. And we're even more excited because we found out that yes, indeed, you can get a reservation at Blue Bayou by phone. So we had done that many weeks ago. We made sure we had a reservation for our anniversary dinner at Blue Bayou. But lo and behold, when we go into the park, we discover that one of the many attractions that are closed for renovation is Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if Pirates of the Caribbean is closed, that whole water view thing is not operational. So, I'm immediately falling into this, oh my God, life is crap. This is terrible. What are we going to do now? I can't believe it. How could it be that the Pirates of the Caribbean is going to be closed and, and this isn't going to be good? So Mark and I decide to walk over to the Blue Bayou restaurant the day of our anniversary. And we asked them, could we go look inside to see what it would look like if we came here for dinner? And they said, sure, go ahead. And they actually did a pretty good job. They made it really, really dark where the water normally is and put a few more lanterns up. So it did feel like you were outside, but the charm of the water and the little lightning flies and the, the things that we remembered just weren't there. This would have been okay if we had never been to Blue Bayou, but it wasn't what we had in mind. So we went back to the reservation people and said, look, this just isn't what we had in mind for our anniversary. Would you mind if we cancel? Because normally they charge you if, you if you don't cancel within 24 hours. And I said, would you mind not charging us for this? Because this would be very disappointing to us. And this, I give myself gold star. We told them what the problem was. We asked them politely if they could do something to fix it somewhat. And they did. So that worked out okay. But there we go, Mark and me. Where are we going to have our romantic anniversary dinner? Because here we are in the middle of Disneyland. But we were staying at the Grand Californian, and they have a very nice fine dining establishment in there called the Napa Rose. But Mark and I had not brought any clothes that were really nice for a fine dining establishment because we thought we were just coming down to Blue Bayou, which because it's part of Disneyland is very informal. But we thought, oh, I know. They, we called them up and said, this is our 20th wedding anniversary. Do you have any availability for dinner? And they said they do at 6 o'clock, which is a little bit early for an anniversary dinner. But we said, okay, we'll take that. And we went back to our room, and we decided to get dressed in clothes that we had gotten prior from Club 33. So we wore our Club 33 Disney hats, <laughs> our mouse ears, and our Club 33 shirts, and we went down to Napa Rose. And that dinner was the most wonderful, romantic dinner that I could ever have hoped for in my life. They put us in a private table right by the window so we could look out over the terrace for real. We got the four course price fix menu that they did special for me because I said, oh, I would love to have this because I like wine pairing and I love to see what the chef is coming up with, you know, because this whole four course menu is what the chef wants to communicate through his food. But two of the courses had seafood in it and shellfish in particular, I'm very allergic to. 
the server said, no worries because the chef will accommodate this. So we swapped out those courses. It took us two and a half hours to eat all of these courses in small bites, relishing every single flavor. And it was so wonderful. And all the four different types of wine. And finally, when the dessert came, they had taken the time to put in chocolate, happy 20th anniversary. It was wonderful. So my normal course, Brave Companions, would have been to be destroyed, to spend much of Mark and my time with me being in a snit, or me crying, or me being very, very distant and sad and feeling like my whole anniversary trip is now ruined. I can't enjoy the moments that we're having because I tend to do that. I shoot myself in the foot. When I have an expectation that isn't met, I start down that roller coaster of woe and I continue to go in a downward spiral, which means that I'm not hitting the upside. I'm not getting the upside. And what's more, directly after Mark and I canceled our reservation at Blue Bayou, not knowing what we were gonna do, we headed over to Big Thunder Railroad which had been closed the last time we were there and happens to be one of my very favorite rides. And every time Mark and I go on it, we yell out, this is the fastest ride in the wilderness. And we laugh at each other. And it's one of those memories of our marriage that's really cool. But we stood in the line there and we saw that the standby line where you don't have a fast pass was gonna take about an hour. And we didn't think we would have time to go back to our room and get changed and make it to dinner if we stood in line for Big Thunder Mountain. So we were just about ready to leave when this young couple comes up to us and said, are there just the two of you? Well, I guess they could tell because we were wearing our matching poo shirts and trying to look googly-eyed at each other. And we said, yes. And they said, we have fast passes for this one. They're going to expire in the next two minutes. You're welcome to have them. And a fast pass is something that lets you go to the short line and get right on the ride. We thanked them so much. So we were able to run into the front of the line with the fast pass that they gave us, jump on that train, say, this is the wildest ride in the wilderness. Laugh, hand in hand, go back to our hotel, change into our Mickey Mouse Club ears, and go have our wonderful romantic anniversary dinner. So, brave companions, I think it's very important, at least it is for me, it's very, very, very important that we don't let our disappointments derail us from experiencing the joy that's at hand. You know, we do need to tell our truth we do need to be kind. We do need all of those things. But in any life, even any day, and maybe any hour, things are going to happen that aren't exactly what you had in mind. Once Mark felt comfortable enough with me in our marriage, which might have taken five to ten years, he came forward with the truth about his claustrophobia and all of these things clicked in my brain. Oh, that's why he does this. That's why many things that I thought was all about me and me not being good enough and him not liking me, 
took on a whole different perspective once I realized that he has claustrophobia. And that's why he doesn't want to go to places that are crowded. That's why it's hard for him to fly. That's even why it's hard for him to hold me in a hug for an extended period of time. Because that triggers his claustrophobia. That made a big difference. And it's only been very recently that I have actually told Mark my truth. Like when we went to this vacation here, this little getaway... Mark said something which was probably off the cuff and not a big deal, but it triggered a button in me that caused me to be extremely sad. And I looked at him and my eyes filled with tears and I cried a bit and I said, Honey, when you say these things, it makes me feel like this and I'm really sad. And Mark being like, Many men do not like women's tears. It makes them feel kind of helpless. But Mark let me cry because we've been talking about this. Then he came over and gave me a hug. And he said, I'm sorry about these things that we were talking about. But how about we put that behind us now and we go down to breakfast and start our day. And I thought, Wow, because in the past I might have really shot myself in the foot and insisted we just go home, that we're not getting along, this isn't working out, this isn't going to be fun, we can't communicate, nothing's right with us because we had a moment of miscommunication. And instead I said to Mark, that makes me so sad. He took it in. Just like now I understand better about his claustrophobia. He understood that his remark of this caliber makes me so sad and hurts me so much. That that's why I become so prickly and why I become so full of despair sometimes. He understood. We processed that feeling. We moved on to our breakfast, went out and had a nice day. I'm not going to give you the specific details of our story because that's between he and I. And all of our 20 years of married life and all of the years we were dating are filled with moments where we could choose to tell the truth in a way that we could do something about it and become closer as a couple. And we've had those moments where we both went into our opposite corners and had snits and did hurtful things to each other, which made our relationship weaker. And I think that is the same kind of thing as what we do with our food and our binge behavior. You know, if you fail, if you make a slip, if you eat something you don't mean to or you can't identify your emotion and so the robot aliens come down and thrust their robot arms into your sleeves and just shovel that food down your gullet, you can choose to do like I used to do and say, oh, well, we might as well go home and forget the whole darn thing and eat a bunch more for days on end to cover up your sadness and your pain that you screwed up with your food plan again. Or you can do like Mark said to me, honey, how about we let that go? I'm very sorry that this happened. How about we let that go and move on to our day? That's another choice you can make, Brave Companions. So I hope 
whatever life hands you, whatever's going on with you, whether it's the upside of the roller coaster or the down, I hope you're able to take a few steps forward in your life, keep your eye peeled for the next cool thing, and until then, take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Silence.